You are tuning in to the Live, Play, Work series, a collaboration with AtChat from the Independent Living Centre of WA and Visibility. We'll be using the term assistive technology, sometimes referred to as AT. AT is any equipment, device, aid or system enabling a person with a disability more independence. Hi, you're with Danielle Loizu-Lake from AtChat at the Independent Living Centre WA. And today we are here live at the Visibility Radio On Demand studios recording the Assistive Technology Live, Play, Work series. In the studio with me is Visibility OT, Karen. Hello, Danielle. Hello, everyone. And Zell, who is an expert AT user and she is an AtChat team member. Hi, Danny, and everyone listening. It's great to be here today. Great. Now, in this particular episode, we are going to be talking about play. And we know that all work and no play can make us, well, you know. So let's have a bit of a chat about some of the best assistive technology, AT, to help us get back into playing sport, competing, or even just having some fun. Let's talk about some new hobbies you could try or reacquainting yourself with some old favourites. This can be liberating. Not only is it good for your health and well-being, but can also help extend your social networks. Before we get cracking on our questions for this episode, Karen, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So I'm an occupational therapy, occupational therapist here at Visibility, and I've been here for about five years working in our home visiting as well as our assistive technology department. And basically my role as an occupational therapist is to work with people who are blind or have low vision and are having functional issues at home. So we go in and make suggestions on strategies, techniques or equipment that can help them achieve the things they want and need to be able to do in the day. And you may have noticed that Karen has an accent, so this may influence some of her sport questions. <laughs> it, it very well might. <laughs> so can you give us uh, where your origin is, is from, Karen? Um, I'm born in Winnipeg in Canada, and I, I was there until I moved to Perth uh, about eight years ago. So, Oh, yes. well, we're happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Zell, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, so I was born blind, and I guess part of what makes me an expert... AT person is that I've been using assistive technology all my life. So I have gained experience through trial and error mostly. Yes. And because I use it so frequently, it's an everyday part of my life. I use it to live, work and play. And so I have developed my own business through using assistive technology. I travel Yes. With assistive technology. So. And that also comes into play. So travel is also a part of being social and getting out and about and optimising your health and well-being. So we might get onto that a little bit in this episode as well. Sure. The first question I would like to get to is from Claire. Claire said, I'd like to get into a social, low-impact sport. Let's start with you, Karen. Um, I guess this one, I'm just going to quickly start with a little disclaimer about checking in with your doctor about what physical activity you are able to do. Sometimes if, depending on your vision, you might um, have some restrictions with that. So just maybe to check with your doctor if you're unsure about any of the activities and some of the things that I'm suggesting today. Although um, some of the activities that we talk about have good community groups around them. So you can always go to those groups and those people will generally know um, what might work or what might not work in a more informal capacity? 
Um, yeah, yeah, possibly. I guess it's just, for example, if someone's vision is unstable and okay. certain exercises or movements or things shouldn't be done um, oh, fr- from that medical perspective that... Okay. If if your vision is stable and you've got the clearance, that's great. But I guess if it if you're it somebody changes. that's vision has recently changed or yes. there's things going on medically to just maybe get that clearance. Okay, great. So what sports do you recommend for Claire, Karen? <laughs> well, the, I think there's lots of different ideas and things out there, but um, a couple of sort of social or low impact sports that are already existing and quite commonly played by people with different levels of vision, I suppose, is golf or lawn bowling. Those games can be adapted or with a guide playing those sports. Sometimes it's an adaptation to the equipment or just ways to increase color contrast with the devices that you're using. And there are specific groups in Mm -hmm. both of those areas as well. So it might network you with other people that you can get, again, informal tips and tricks and solutions from other people that maybe have, have gone through similar experiences as yourself. So yeah, that's one That's one example of many. I might just uh, jump over to Zell here because in that similar sort of when we're talking about golf or lawn bowls, another game that uses a little ball that can be a lot of fun, Zell? Yes, and it's called Swish. Swish. Yeah, and it's, it's a game like a form of table tennis in that there's a table and you have to try to hit the ball with a bat. So the ball has a bell in it so you can hear where it is. And you have to, you know, try not to miss the ball. <laughs> That's which the is goal. Part of the game. <laughs> the game. Part of the, the game. The purpose of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a team of two at opposite ends of the table. Yes. And how you can win is when your opposing team loses, you win. <laughs> so when they miss the ball, is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Or when they do other things that break the rules. What is this ball made out of? It sounds slightly dangerous. (laughs) Oh, it's not dangerous at all. (laughs) And you said, Zell, you said the members of the Blind Citizens WA uh, play this game. Every second Saturday of the month, I should say every month on the second Saturday, and everyone is welcome to come and give it a go. So if you're a first-time player, you get to play for free. And if you want to come back, it's only $3 per game. Okay. So it's quite cheap and it's very social. And the great thing is, is that sighted people can play along as well. They can choose to close their eyes, but they don't have to. So you could bring someone sighted along with you. It's not just exclusively for people with a vision impairment or who are blind. That's right. And the sighted people will have just as much fun as non-sighted people. Great. So how do you get in contact with the Swish group? So you would contact Deanne and her number is 0438-687768. Excellent. Or you can email swish at bcwa.org.au. Karen, I've got one for you now. Uh, Yoga is really popular at the moment. It helps people increase their mobility. It can help with uh, stress management and uh, making sure that your body is nice and able to move, especially when you're sitting down at desks uh, for long periods or on technology for long periods helps to open up the body. So if somebody wanted to get into yoga, how would you suggest is the best approach? 
was something that came into my mind in terms of being low impact. And also there's lots of group classes. There's different types of yoga, depending on the intensity that, mm-hmm. you're, that you're looking into. I guess one of the recommendations I would have was to maybe have some one-on-one sessions or smaller group sessions mm-hmm. so that you can learn the poses and the positions and the movements. And then that way, when your instructor is describing what pose to move to next or how to move through the class with the rest of the group, you're already aware of those. Of the basic yoga poses. Absolutely. And then as with anything, the more you do something, the more confident in the, and you're going to build your, your knowledge base. And um, yeah. Can I just add Skills. to that? You've had some experience with yoga, haven't you, Zell? Yes. So I think all parties need to be aware, whether you're sighted or non-sighted, that something like yoga is very physical and <laughs> it will involve a lot of touching mm-hmm. and positioning. So physical positioning of people to give a sense of where the body needs to be, the positioning of the body, where the hands need to be, where the legs need to be and so on. So to clarify, the instructor in those early stages will need to have their hands on and be applying a kinesthetic approach to getting into the right position. Yes, and to understand that it will take a bit longer than it would for a sighted person to get the hang of these moves. Mm -hmm. So a sighted person can look and can position themselves in almost exactly, if not exactly, the same way. As the instructor? Yeah. Uh, I am a sighted person and I cannot move the way my yoga instructor does. So there's <laughs> lots of pats on the back and tuck this in here and <laughs> move that in there. And <laughs> yes. yes, but we miss all those cues. So yes, for us, it's very tactile. I had a, I love dance, so I had a dance instructor who came out to teach me how to dance. I've had one-on-one classes and she's used a lot of physical contact. Mm -hmm. She's had to use imagery, grab my hand or took my hand and drew figure eights for like five minutes Mm -hmm. so I can get the hang of what a figure eight is. And so if you're an instructor, you'll need to have various techniques up your sleeve. If one doesn't work, you could try another one. And if you're someone who is learning be patient. Yes. Don't say you can't get this just because you haven't been able to get the concept first or second time. That's right. Thanks, Zell. And when you are getting into yoga, it's worth having that conversation with an instructor uh, up front so everyone's comfortable. Now, Karen, uh, this is where the, the Canadian influence <laughs> comes in. Can you tell us about curling? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm actually somebody that grew up curling. So it's not a new sport to me, but it is really new here in WA, but it actually is available for anyone to be playing. And it's a really inclusive sport. There's wheelchair curling back in Canada and, mm-hmm. and definitely the opportunity to be doing that here. And there's also curling for people with a vision impairment. So, And that's actually happening here in WA? Um, yeah, so there's a curling league that happens at Coburn Ice Arena right. uh, and you can register for that and you become a member of it. And mm-hmm. and they are experienced with people with uh, vision impairment? It, or right blindness? now, because the league is so new, it's just a new sport. Sure. I can say that I actually used to volunteer with curling for people with vision impairment back in Manitoba where I'm from. Yes. And there's lots of adaptations that can be made for people to be able to participate and people who have no functional vision or who are blind are able to play. So what are some of these adaptations? Yeah, let's talk about some of the assistive technology that can help with sport. And But what is curling? (laughs) The best way I can describe curling is like lawn balls on ice. So it is on ice. It's a little bit chilly. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a target that you aim for. You, You slide a 
40-pound or 20-kilo piece of granite down the sheet of ice, and you try and aim to get it on a target. But with that, someone's holding a broom, to, and it's you. I don't. Everyone knows the hurry, hard, sweep, sweep, sweeper. Hurry. That, that's what people know about curling. <laughs> so you use you use ver- a lot of verbal cues in, yes. in curling. So Absolutely. that's the great thing about it is that someone's saying hurry, hard, hurry, hard. Which when I was in Le- Canada, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but that means that means you, sweep, do sweep something <laughs> to get the the bit of uh, granite to move a bit quicker. Yeah. yeah. So the rock um, yes. to to get it to maintain its speed. So there's without getting too technical because I could talk forever probably yes. about curling. <laughs> Again, so. It might be that if someone is not able to see the full length of the sheet of ice, that the person holding the broom might stand closer to them. They might mm-hmm. put a light on their broom if someone responds better to the light so that they or know the target that they're aiming for. Yes. Um, and a bell? Does oh, bells, the bells Not get necessarily used? a bell as much as there would be a sighted person maybe providing sight, sighted guidance and verbal information support. Okay. Line your body up this way. Yeah. You're going to throw it this hard. Um, so there's lots of techniques and strategies that are done. Sometimes it's also about glare management when mm-hmm. you're playing on ice it's it's white it's very yeah. reflective yes. it's often in arena or or club type environment so um, and there's a lot of um in western australia we sometimes have winter wonderlands and things like that where people can ice skate so i suppose it has implications on those sorts of activities as well yeah absolutely so there can be a lot of light reflected off an ice surface mm-hmm. so some people will filter with a yellow lens um mm-hmm. or, or a lens that suits them it doesn't have to be yellow but just managing that glare can be something that's okay. that's quite important in Great. the sport <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Karen. Now, in Zell, I'm going to get, ask you to talk about tandem bike riding because in Western Australia, we often have beautiful weather for long proportions of the year. So tell us about tandem bike riding, the community group we have in WA. So it's called WATCAC, uh, W-A-T for tandem, C-A-C. And WATCAC organises sighted riders to accompany blind or vision impaired people mm-hmm. on their tandem bikes. And WATCAC actually supply the bikes as well. You can hire a bike from WATCAC for six months at a time for about $50. And so WATCAC have recreation rides, mm-hmm. which are about, well, they have recreation rides and club rides mm-hmm. once a month. Once a month. Yes. And bike riding is a great way to increase your cardiovascular fitness. So that's getting your heart rate up and getting your blood pumping. So that would be really good for people that are looking at maybe losing a little bit of weight as well and increasing their, their cardiovascular capacity. It sure is. But it's also a nice way to get a sense of the environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, so of course. people ask me, especially when I'm traveling, why do you travel? What are you going to get out of it? You can't see all the beauty, blah, blah, blah. But you can sense it. Mm-hmm. You can and hear it in the birds. You feel the, the open space. You you can feel the openness of the spaces. Uh, yep, like you say, the birds. You can smell the scents around the mm. place. The food. And the food, <laughs> if there's food around. Yes. And that's why I love riding bikes uh, rather than driving around in cars. Yes. Because riding bikes, walking, you do get that beautiful sense of the place. Not Whether it's... A good sense or a bad sense, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You get the sense. I couldn't agree with you more, Zal. I um, I've had a spinal cord injury, and I have a modified tricycle that is a cargo tricycle with my two kids in the back. Yeah. And we do school drop-off and pickups twice a week in those, and we all love it because we get to be out in nature, as my kids yep. say. So, so the recreation <laughs> rides are about thirty kilometres, and there's a coffee break in the middle, so it's very relaxing. It's restful and 
if you want a social event, it's very suitable for that. The club rides, though, are more intense. So they go for about 50 kilometres and they don't stop for a coffee break until right at the end. So you have to be quite fit to be (laughs) part of the club ride. And so if you do rec rides regularly to start with, you'll get good at it and start to become part of the club rides. And now Watkak has also got the mountain tandem bikes. Right. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. And sorry, just last thing that I need to say <laughs> yes. is um, that they don't throw you in the deep end mm-hmm. with uh, Wodkak. Uh, they actually have clinics where they teach you how to ride a bike, a tandem bike, which is different to how you ride a normal bike. Great. That was uh, Wodkak, W-A-T-C-A-C? Yep. Okay. That's great. Thanks, Zell. Now I'm going to move on because we have a lot of questions we have to get through in a limited amount of time. So the next one is from Eric. I'd like to lose weight and get into running. How can I best do this safely? Karen, some tips and suggestions. Um, so if you are not necessarily looking for that social aspect and you're really looking at that physical aspect, treadmills are really commonly available at your local gyms. Um, you can get one in your house if that's mm-hmm. that's your choice. And just with, again, the concept of tactile marking, you can make that accessible to yourself and they have the emergency stops. Yes. So if you're getting a little bit too far back on the on the treadmill, um, so that would be a way that you could um, start getting into running. But I would certainly recommend getting used to the sensation, maybe by walking and then building up. Yes. But if, if it's something you're just getting into, that might be where you're starting from a fitness level anyway. And I'm sure most people um, wouldn't be able to afford a treadmill. So um, people might take a gym membership. <laughs> now, I'm assuming that uh, most personal trainers or most fitness instructors would be happy to put some tactiles on one of their treadmills and to help you be comfortable in the gym. Yeah, I I would imagine that would be the case. And if not, maybe it's just a matter of memorizing or using the same machine in the same spot. I I think a lot of gyms these days that do have access to personal training and a lot of them will use it as a promotion as well when you sign up that you get a free session with one. So Mm -hmm. just being really smart about how you use that session and get a really good orientation to the gym so that you're feeling confident and safe as you're moving around and a really good orientation to the machines that you're going to be using. Yes. Yeah. Um, and maybe take some little tactiles with you and say, would you mind just yeah, popping absolutely. that on? Yeah. And then, um, I mean, Visibility also has a gym here where oh, people can come in, in that group environment as well. Does it cost um, anything to come to the Visibility gym? I believe there is a membership associated. Okay. Sorry, I don't know the exact pricing on that. but um, We can put it in the links. Yeah. And there's an inclusive running group that you're aware of. Yeah, so it's um, this has just come about recently and it just happens to be really good timing, I think, that it's come across my desk. Uh, but Achilles Austin, Australia is a group, um, a running group, and we've just been contacted by somebody who's looking to form a Perth chapter um, in partnership with Park Run. And it's going to be based in the Rockingham area. So it's essentially Rockingham Park Run um, is the facility that would be used and they coordinate weekly guided five kilometer runs. So they're looking to recruit volunteers that would be guides for runners who have vision impairment. Yes. And they would be looking to then have that social aspect because you're running in a group yes. um, and you can be running at different levels and those sorts of things. So I thought that was a really neat opportunity. And um, you can contact them at Rock Runners, R-O-C-K-O, Rock Rocko Runner. R-O-C-K-O-R-U-N-N-E-R-S at gmail.com. Thanks, Karen. Now, Zell, I'd like to ask you um, what your thoughts are with running. I'm a hopeless runner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not your personal <laughs> thoughts, but you've got an app, a Pacer app, that you'd like to do a lot of walking, though. So it's still around the cardiovascular fitness and maybe for weight loss. Talk to us about the Pacer app. Yes. So I love walking. 
And the Pacer app on your iPhone, which is under the health folder, tells you how many steps you've done. I think it tells you how many uh, kilojoules you've burned. And so it's a free app available on the iPhone. It is comes that right? with the iPhone, yes. yes. So you don't even have to download it, it's already there. Yes. And it makes a lot of things accessible that haven't been accessible in the past in terms of how much kilos, or not kilos, but kilojoules you've lost. Mm-hmm. How many steps you did that day, which is where I fall down badly. Sometimes I wish I didn't have it because it shows me how many steps I didn't do. (laughs) And you would like to, um, you've got a goal that you would like to maybe uh, walk Machu Picchu in Peru. Is that right? I do. It's on my bucket list. So an app such as the Pacer app or a Fitbit would help with something like that? Definitely. I would uh, use a treadmill too. Uh, to practice going up and down the hill, so I'll have yes. to get someone to program that in for me. And you could at use the gym. you could use your tactiles, or you probably wouldn't use labels for the gym treadmill, would you? It won't be necessary because sometimes on there are some machines at the gyms that I've used which actually already have buttons where you can control the gradients yes. and the speed. So it's fairly intuitive. Tactile, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And to set the timer now, you just use your phone. Yes. Now, if you wanted to run seriously, Zal, like if you really wanted to get into some pretty hardcore outdoor running, what is your suggestion on the best way to do that? You'll need to get a guide. Mm-hmm. Buddy up with someone. Yes, who can who you can work with quite well. There is a system whereby you've got a rope and you hold on to the rope or cable. Yes. It's quite a long cable. Yeah. And your guide runs along with you, either in front of you or beside you, and tells you if you need to turn a corner, if, if you're about to bump into something, yes. and which way to move. Now, the issue for me is when I go to choose a sport, I'd like to have something as independent as possible mm-hmm. where I don't have to rely on, on a guide. Else. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I love Swish. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play it as much as I'd like to, but I like it because you can be independent. Yeah. And the assistive technology is subtle. It's inbuilt um, in the ball with the bell in That's swish. Right. Uh, with running, uh, the it's low tech. You can use the rope or you can just use the visual uh, cues. And then you've got the more high tech apps that can help you track your performance around these things. That's right. Um, you can even use them with the tandem bike riding as well. You can. So it's a bit of a combination. It's not just the AT in, in sport and recreation. It's also a community sometimes or a group that you may need to assist you with your goals there. Is that yeah, right? There are some walking groups you yes. can be part of, yep. uh, bushwalks, etc. There's loads of groups. I've joined a dragon boating team oh, at some stage, yes. did it for a while, figured out it wasn't really for me. <laughs> so another one that, uh, and I know neither of you are fisherwoman, uh, women, uh, but I have another question from Eric here. Who's can keen. I add, sorry, can I add one quick thing? <laughs> sure. Because I think it's really neat and really fun, is that there's something called No Lights, No Lycra that runs in Perth, okay. and it's actually an hour of dancing in the dark. Oh. And you and there's various locations throughout Perth and even in WA. No Lights, No, no Lights, lycra. No Lycra. 
lycra. So you just wear your comfy clothes. You go there. They turn the lights off, and you just dance. Dance the for way an you hour. feel. Um, <laughs> so it's in a group setting. It's really social. It's meant to be really relaxed and non-judgmental. Anyone can just go. So that the whole dance like nobody's watching idea. Um, so I just thought that was maybe worth throwing out there for somebody. That's lovely. Um, hey, I dance like nobody's watching anyway. <laughs> you always should. Everyone, everyone always should. It's okay. just because I'm not watching. I just sometimes forget that others are. So. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Uh, so getting back to Eric's question, is there any assistive technology that can help me with fishing? So you've done, you're, like I said, you're not a fisherman, but you've done a little bit of research in this area. Have you got any tips for Eric? Yes. So there is a website called theblindcaptain.com. And that doesn't sound like an Australian website, is it? It's not. I think it's an American website. Okay. So it's developed and run by a blind guy who happens to love to fish Mm -hmm. and go boating as well. Yes. And so he's got some really interesting tips about fishing for the blind. He says that it's something that blind people have done for a long time. Yes. I don't know many blind fisher people, but that doesn't mean anything. No. Um, So fishability in Perth. Yeah, Fishability is a group that support people to go out and they will take you fishing and, and gives you the opportunity. And they're running in Perth, Mandra, Geraldton, Albany. So all over the state, there's different groups. And so you can get on Fishability's website. Hmm. And uh, at chat, we actually did an episode on uh, Fishability. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I think it comes down to, again, your choice as to do you want to be part of a group and then you've got that option of fishability mm-hmm. or do you want to try fishing on your own yes. where you can use tips from theblindcaptain.com yes. which also has links to other devices that this person uses to be able to guide his boat and get around quite effectively. That's great. Thanks, Al. Now, any other tips, ladies, around sport and rec that you'd like to add? Have fun. Have fun. It's got to be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. If it's not, find something Find something that is. <laughs> That's right. And try things. Like I say, I said I tried dragon boating, didn't like it. It's okay not to like something. Go find something else that you do like. Thanks, ladies. That's fantastic. For our listeners, we'll put the links to the groups that we've spoken about in this episode and any others that we think you might be interested in. So thank you for joining us today. I hope you have picked up some information that might be valuable to you and we look forward to tuning in to the next episode where we will discuss assistive technology and work. Thank you for tuning in to the Live Play Work series. Please remember there are many AT solutions to meet individual needs that we have not explored here today. We encourage trial and seeking advice prior to purchasing any assistive technology. We encourage you to contact us and share your experiences.